potluck faith. What's that all about? Potluck faith. What's that have to do with anything? Welcome to Cassidy Worship. I hope that you're Uh, If you're joining us online, if this is the first time you're joining us, I'm glad you're joining with us uh, for worship. I'm Suzanne Epperly. I'm the associate pastor here at Cassidy. As you know, this weekend is annual conference for the Missouri United Methodist Church. It's meeting in Branson this year. So Pastor Steve is down there and I get to be here with you. So we're glad you're here. We've come to worship and we're going to talk about food. One of everyone's favorite, I hope. Uh, you might be wondering, don't skip the dessert. What's that all about? Well, let's, let's find out. Let's talk more about it. Okay, one of the things I remember most about potlucks when I was growing up was as we would conclude the service, we would go ahead and pray, or sometimes we would pray downstairs together. But always, when we would go downstairs to the basement for the potluck, Doc S.M. Bishop, he was a retired optometrist there in town, he would be sitting there already in his spot with his dessert of his choice right there in front of him. Okay, I'm thinking, okay, Doc Bishop, I know you want to get your favorite, but what's the deal? Well, he was a very slender man. He always had on a three-piece suit, which very upstyling at the time for church. He was always just fit fit for the worship service. And you would say, oh man, well he would start eating his dessert after we prayed while the rest of us kids are having to go through the line and get green beans or whatever we didn't like because mom said you need to eat good things. But I always wondered, how does Doc Bishop get to eat his dessert first, and we get to eat it last if we, if we get there, assuming we cleaned our plates? But Doc Bishop once gave me these wise words of wisdom. No one ever overeats if they have dessert first. And I kind of agree with him, right? If we eat the thing we want most, in my case, the dessert, uh, then I don't eat, overeat on green beans or salad or anything else. And I know when I'm full on the other, and I just stop, right? So you can keep, keep that in your thoughts as you come to potluck. So what's your favorite part of potluck? Okay, it might be the variety of food. And there's so many choices, right? And some of that stuff we don't eat unless we're at a potluck. Because like with me, Jerry, and myself at home, just the two of us, man, if I'd make a hash brown casserole, yes, we could eat it probably in one serving, right? But that's the thing about coming to potluck. Maybe it's stuff we don't get to see except when we're having potluck. So that's one great thing about the tape, about having a potluck, right? And if you'll notice in this picture, this blue cornflake, our Pyrex dish is now very collectible. So if you have lots of Pyrex, you just might want to keep that in mind. Being the junker that I am, I recognize that as a, probably a very valuable piece right now. So there's all kinds of different things about potluck that are fun. What about the plates? Well, as you know now, we usually have our paper plates, our round paper plates, sturdy ones, not like the commercial on TV where the guy spills the spaghetti on his girlfriend's lap because he didn't have the right plate. But back in my day, everybody brought their own picnic basket with their own silverware and their own plates. And that way, nobody had to do dishes. Because I know here, when we used to do the plates, who wants to stay and do, you know, 150 plates or silverware or whatever? So everybody brought their own plates and silverware. And then after the meal, you just put it in your picnic basket and took it home. And everybody just washed their own. So things have changed in a lot of different ways about potluck. But there's still a great 
great event. Unfortunately, or fortunately, any way you want to think about it, uh, we've been able here at Cassidy, we have celebration of life services for those who've gone on to glory. And generally, uh, if the family requests it or wants it, we offer it at all times. We have a meal before or after the service, whatever the family would like. And boy, do we have the best cooks here at Cassidy. It being the best salads, the best desserts. I know all of you probably have a specialty. Maybe you're known by what you bring to potluck, like Joanne Jewell brings the best banana pudding. Uh, Judy Dustin, she brings killer chocolate desserts. Who brings deviled eggs? Several different people bring deviled eggs. Or maybe you bring a corn casserole or sweet corn or whatever they call it in the crock pot. I know Glenda does. So lots of you have specialties that we can look forward to. And what about all the variety? of baked beans. Isn't that just the greatest ever? Well, as you can see, I'm a big lover of potluck and a variety of food that you don't usually have. One of the things when we're talking about plates and how we eat, remember back in the day, I don't think they do it anymore, so you school students can tell me, but remember when we had the good old lunch trays? Loved it, didn't you? Remember you put your milk here, and at the time we had white milk only. There was not any chocolate or strawberry milk. Put your little milk here. You put your silverware and your napkin there. And then, you know, maybe you'd have applesauce here. Okay, whatever. And then here would be your, you know, meat and potatoes. And, you know, this is the meat and potatoes of the message, right? That's what. And then maybe you'd have a carrot stick or celery stick or, and maybe some other little fruit or something there. But I think those are gone by the wayside, but I see them in different places. You know, they have them now in vintage shops, uh, and then they're making them new in all varieties of colors for your picnic. So you have to think about how do you eat and and what's it, how's it going to happen, right? I can remember my dad used to always kid my boys, and I didn't even realize it. But they only ate one thing at a time. So do you do that? I don't know. You know, if it was meatloaf, they'd eat the meatloaf, then they'd eat the mashed potatoes, and they'd eat the green beans. And none of the food could touch each other. So that's when those divided plates come in really handy if you're a don't-touch-one-another food person. Or if you're like me and you want to bite the mashed potatoes with your meatloaf, you can do that too. Anyway, don't we all have different habits? And what does this have to do with anything you're saying? Okay, well... Uh, you may have received in the mail, much like I do, I think there's usually one a day or two a day. You can go eat free at different restaurants. This one happens to be one in Nixa. And I get them all the time for different uh, buffets and stuff in Springfield. And they will give you a free meal. Sure, sure. But then you have to probably listen to an hour or two presentation on financial planning or uh, how you can get new windows or you know, all different things. So isn't it amazing how we're uh, encouraged to come eat, but then we have to listen, right? So that's kind of what we're doing here today, right? We've come to a banquet because we've come to praise the Lord and worship God, right? So what does this have to do with anything we want to talk about, right? Well, it has to do with faith, right? I think there's a great connection with faith. You can see uh, in the scripture we read about Jesus going to lots of banquets, right? But that was one of the things that got him in trouble because who did he invite to banquets? Who did he banquet with? Oh, well, the tax 
tax collectors, the prostitutes, all those down and out. And they didn't like Jesus having meals and banquets with all those people. And remember when he said at the one, invite all of those who normally wouldn't come to a banquet, who wouldn't be invited, come and feed those people. And remember when we have uh, and celebrate and remember the Last Supper when Jesus uh, ate together. And several times we read in the scripture and they ate together. That was a way for them to connect and and be together, right? So Jesus uh, started this all, I guess we could say, with the with the banquets and the company we keep. So now, stay with me. Uh, one of the things in the scripture I use, and all of you ladies who come to my Bible study, you know, and I've got my Bibles over here packed up and all the footnotes, you know how I like to reference lots of different Bibles and, and information and notes. And they say in the scripture, if it says, now about or now concerning, and it does happen in these chapter, this chapter in Corinthians and, and those before and after. It's, there's a new topic. They're introducing a new subject, a new topic that they want folks to listen to. So let's read together in the scriptures, okay? From 1 Corinthians, we read in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So now to each of the manifestation, the spirit is given for the common good. So we just finished up our series on the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how there's different spiritual gifts and we receive those gifts. We receive them through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, through God. It's the same spirit right? One body and the same spirit. So the spiritual gifts were very important. Well, then next we see in the spiritual gifts, the same chapter still in first Corinthians, this time starting at verse 12, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. We were baptized by one spirit so as to be to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given to the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? It is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Okay, potluck and then the body parts. What's the connection? Okay, actually, we are the body of Christ, right? We are the potluck of faith, the body of Christ, all having different gifts that we've been given, 
but we're all important parts of the body. We can't function without one another as the body of Christ. Each and every one of us has an important part to play in the body of Christ. You can see here kind of where I'm going. Think about the song. Uh, They'll know we are Christians by our love. Listen to these words. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they will know we are Christians by our love. You heard Pastor Steve remind us of that song. We, we want to be known as Christians by our love. And remember how he said that at the time uh, when f- the word Christian was first used there, I believe at the church at Antioch, before previously they had call- been called followers of the way, or they were part of the way. Well, at that time, that would have been a better recognition of who they were. Remember how he uh, put that with you were a ruler, you were, you know, whether you followed Caesar or who you followed. And we follow the king, Jesus Christ, right? And we should be known by our love, members of the way. Today, Christians is what many of us are called. So there are different ways to be part of the body of Christ. One, many members, right? Just like many parts, many members make up the body of Christ. And note, there's not only a variety, there's unity and there's diversity. I hope that that's one thing that as God's church, we can be part of the way. We can be united together, but we can also be diverse because that's how God made each and every one of us. We're kind of, as you would say, uh, the spice of life, the variety of life. We're same, but different, right? Same, but different. So how does our plate of life look? I guess this is what I'm thinking about now. Our plate of life. Note it's called a pie chart. Go figure that one, right? A pie chart. So I want us to think about whether we're a student with activities, whether we're adults with activities. Where does Christ, the body of Christ, his church, where does that fit in in our pie chart of life? Is that a priority with us? Or is that just maybe a tiny sliver in the pie chart? Let's think about how are we part of the plate? And how does our plate look? Is Christ the head of our body? The body of Christ? Is he the head of it? Is Christ the head of Cassidy? Is he the head of the body we call Cassidy? The body of faith? So what portion do we fill up with the Lord? I hope he doesn't have just a tiny little space on your plate. And that's all the room you have left for him. Because he got squeezed out by more activities, other things to do, better things to do. Don't let him get squeezed out by too many carbs and not enough protein. Christ has to be the head. The body of Christ is the head of our body here called Cassidy. And he should be. Do we give him the prime spot? Does he have the best seat in the house? The best spot on the plate? Do we give him first chance, first choice? He, is he always the one that we pick first? Is he the sweet spot? Is he the dessert at the table? Is he the, the dessert on our plate? You know, here at Cassidy, we even have separate plates just for dessert. So where does Christ fill in our life? Where is that body of Christ working in you so that others can see it? I hope we always put him first. Nothing else before him. First on the plate, first in your heart. 
Is he the center of your life? Is he the center of your plate? If we are looking at the plate of life, we need to always make room for him. We need to find and keep that spot for him central in our lives. Christ is the head of our life and our body of Christ, right? So we want the sweet part in our life. Well, for many of you who've been in one of my Bible studies or different Lenten studies, for instance, we just finished not long ago, it was during Lent, the book by Adam Hamilton called The Walk. And so maybe we're not uh, in the way, but we're with the walk with Christ, right? He, we want him to be part of our body. And you'll see, we have some examples here uh, of the things that we can do to keep Christ, the head of our body, the head of our ministry, the head of our church. These are spiritual disciplines that we call them. And these are some of the ways he shared with us, some of the ways that we can follow with him. If you look and see, the first way is worship and prayer. Worship and prayer is one of the first ways that we can be part of the walk. And I'll look here and see. Yes, here it is. Look and see. Worship and pray. Worship and pray. This helps us keep Christ, the center of our plate, the head of our households, the head of the body of Christ. And so at the time, we all were asked to pray five times a day. That's how we can help focus on worship and prayer. Pray five times a day was Adam's suggestion to each of us. And I challenge you. First thing when you get up in the morning at three different meals and also as you go to bed at night. Worship and prayer helps us in our walk in the way of Christ. Five times a day we could pray. Also, the second one was study. We can study. We can stay in the word. We can stay connected with Christ. We have him at the head of our plate, the head of the table. And he suggested we all read five verses of scripture a day. Five verses of scriptures a day. Another way that we can study to keep him, the Christ, the head of the body that he needs to be. So five verses a day, that's not much. And just think if every one of us here would read five verses of scripture a day, how many verses that we are focusing on. Any five verses you pick, five verses a day. And then we can serve. You know, this is another spiritual discipline. We serve to be part of the body of Christ. Remember the hands, the feet, we're all equal in, in gifts. So we need to serve. He says, extend five acts of kindness a week. Remember, we always say, if anything you can be, be kind. Kindness is needed in our world so desperately. And as people of Christ, we need to be kind, right? So can you do five acts of kindness a week? You could do maybe Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. I guess you can be really mean. I don't know. I don't want that. But five acts of kindness a week. That's not that's not much, right? Just think if we all did five acts of kindness a week. Multiply it by everyone here. Think of the kindness, the body of Christ, the way, the walk we have with Christ. The potluck is another way we can serve. Okay, what about giving? Giving is another way. It says practice five acts of extraordinary generosity a month. Maybe that's, you know, one of those drive through difference, they call them. When you're at a drive through you pay for the person uh, behind you. What a surprise. Isn't that a nice treat? Or maybe it doesn't always have to be financial. Extraordinary generosity. It might be a tip at the, at the restaurant. It might be words of kindness. That's generous, right? Complimenting someone at the grocery store or complimenting a worker and saying, thanks so much for your help. You did a great job. Thanks so much for 
all you're doing. It doesn't always have to be money when we're talking about giving. It's extraordinary generosity. Five acts. You could do them all five in one day if you wanted to, so you could check that off your list. Any way that we can be extraordinarily generous to others, because God has been so generous to us, we should do that if we want to be part of the way, right? And then lastly, share. Invite five people to church this year. What if we each invited five people to church in one year? One year. That's only, you know, that's nothing. We probably should do that every day and not worry about, did I invite five people this year to church? We can always remind ourselves, invite, remind them, just maybe dropping it on Facebook. Uh, Today at worship, we talked about There's so many ways we can invite people without saying, oh, you should come to my church. We're number one. That's not it. We're working for the kingdom of God, and we're inviting people to come worship to a place where we're part of the way and the walk with Jesus. So those are some things you can remember to do. So you've heard different scripture. We should walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk, right? And so... And you know what happens in Corinthians right after the parts we're reading? It says in Corinthians 12, 26, one part, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Isn't that the way it is with the body of Christ? When someone is suffering, someone is injured, hurt, there's a prayer concern, We all feel that same sympathy, sorrow, suffering, and we pray for them and pray that that healing comes to them. What about the same thing with rejoicing? Aren't we so excited when a new baby's born, somebody has a new great-grandbaby, somebody has a birthday, someone has a wedding anniversary? We rejoice together because we're one body, the body of Christ. Christ is the head of this body we call Cassidy, right? So, uh, also, you know what happens in 1 Corinthians 13? It's called the love chapter, right? Uh, These three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I also read in one of those Bibles, you know, ladies, how I am about that, that God, excuse me, faith is the right relationship with God that makes love possible by the greatness of these and the God and that God is the grounds for hope. You know the Bible it closes in that chapter 13, the love chapter, the greatest of these is love. So faith, hope and love. Isn't that what our potluck's all about? The body of Christ, faith, hope and love, we all come together as his body of Christ. So as we're thinking about the potluck May we always be reminded that we are a potluck of the body of Christ. We have the same spirit, the same God. God is love as we know. And may he always be the sweet spot in our everyday. That we keep him number one. We reserve and save the best seat for him ever. And may I close with just a little moment here. Uh, There used to be a show years ago, and I forgot to double check on this, but to see. And I believe it was called Make Room for Daddy. 
And I'm not sure if this was Danny Thomas. I can't even remember, but for some reason, when I think about the show, Make Room for Daddy, I think of Danny Thomas. So let me just give you a, an insight on Pastor Steve and how he continues to amaze me and make me laugh. Uh, he's away at conference, so I can get away with this, maybe. Uh, we were talking the other day, Jan and I in the office, and as we're talking, I say, oh yeah, remember Danny Thomas? And Pastor says, Pastor Steve says, who's Danny Thomas? Okay, I know I'm old, but then I felt really, really old. But the point of make room for daddy, that's who we need to make room for, right? That's what the scripture asks us to do, commands us to do. We're the body of Christ, whether we're at a potluck or whether we're at a church gathering. And, you know, it's hard for us sometimes to call the Lord daddy. But, you know, we call him Abba, Father, our Father in heaven, dear Lord. But also the term daddy is also part of that. So may we always remember to make room for daddy in our lives, in our hearts, on our plates, that we make room for him. And we don't have him take the space that's left over. We put him first in our lives. We put him first on our plate, first in our heart. He can fill that hole in our heart that only he can fill. Let's make room for daddy. Jesus Christ, our Lord, in his name we pray. Amen.